Well, what are you going to do next? <laughs> Hi, friends. What's going to be next? Uh, we'll worry about that. Let's. Okay. We have a special guest today, and it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. So okay. why don't we just talk to the elephant in the room? Let's do it. The listeners, the ones that have been bugging me on Twitter, somebody was like, was there a blow-up? No. Because you said the show's over and there hasn't been any addressing of it. And I did make, I did put out a special episode saying we recorded yeah. all these episodes before this decision was made. Right. So you're not going to hear anything about it until now. So this is it. This is the last episode. Sad. I hope everybody's ready. It's sad. I, I, I am emotional and sad about it. So proceed. <laughs> Everyone wants to know what happened. Okay. Well, uh, <clears throat> I killed Isaac's father. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's actually funny you say that uh, because I was just this all happened when I was in Europe with my dad and, oh with your dad uh, and uh, the, the situation there is very awkward to say the least what does that mean uh, there's ju- it's just an awkward situation okay. going on with my father in Italy and uh, you and him remind me of each other in a lot of ways so it's actually funny that you say that because it's like kind of true um so basically what happened on my end is a thing happened with another podcast we're not we're not going to mention and the absolute let me just say first of all the absolute last thing i want is for anybody to target this other podcast, that would be the most hypocritical thing in the world. It's water under the bridge with this other podcast. It's fine. I, I don't care. It's totally all good. But this other podcast um, uh, basically was saying things about me, saying that I'm all right. And, you know, a lot of people voted for Bernie and then voted for Trump, right? I am going to vote for Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not alt-right. That's just not what I am. That's a, that's like... We have a whole that, episode about this, this too. That, that's just patently false. Yeah. Anyone who wants to a deeper dive can go to the episode called you know, Pete and, Buttigieg is the Devil, right. which is true. He has turned out to be the devil. <laughs> I called that, and he is a piece of shit. Really? Oh, yeah. Wait, what's going on Did with... You, he's on he's with? lying about Medicare for All. He's, oh, is he's, he? a, he's a total... Middle of the road, new way Democrat. Okay. Do not fuck with mm. Pete. Yeah, he is a bad Pete. person. Fuck yeah, him. I've never been in them anyway. Yeah, but he uh, fuck him. Anyway, you know, I, I I was getting held out in a way that was really inaccurate, and that created discomfort and risk for me. That was not really acceptable because as we've seen from our friend Josh Denny you really can get blacklisted I mean you really can lose everything you know and that's a real risk like that actually is a real actual risk in our current society if if somebody calls you names that are not true and some asshole follower of theirs decides to call your work or characterize you in a way that is not accurate at all, you really can lose your sources of income. And therefore, um, I was really upset about this. The situation is resolved, so it's fine. But um, 
it just made me realize like I just don't think I can put myself and my family you know my so growing hopefully soon family uh at risk like that I I, I don't think you know one week I'm getting shit on by alt-right people you know calling me a cuck and then the next week I'm getting called all right by people on the left. And it's like, I haven't, I haven't personally managed to find a following of, of my own. You know, if, if I had 200,000 Twitter followers, this would be very different, you know, but so I don't, you're, you're worried don't. about some kind of crushing. Um, yeah, I am protagonist of Twitter situation. Yeah. Yes. I am. I'm the worried about, I'm worried about, it's like, okay, even if I did start growing to 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 Twitter followers, say I did start get get an audience, you can't monetize that to any real amount of money until you're really big, right? I mean, you can't, until you have 500,000 followers or something, you're not going to uh, <clears throat> be able to monetize that. So between here and there, I'm going to have to survive. And I'm I'm too thin-skinned and I'm not enough of like an artist type to be okay with destroying my life, you know, destroying my career in advertising, which I enjoy. I, I like being in advertising. I, I like it. I like my job, you know, as an advertising person. And I don't want to destroy that because people on the left or the right have decided to hold me up as a punching bag. Like, I don't you know, it would, again, it would be one thing if I had worked, if we'd done this for three years and four years and, you know, we had a, I or I had a huge following of people that were ready to like defend me and blah, blah, blah. But I don't have that. So it's like, if I'm going to be this sort of, sort of contrarian, it's a risk. And I, I don't think that that risk is worth losing my income. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I can take that risk anymore, you know? Do you think that... And and this was so uncomfortable, what happened well, was, it was so uncomfortable for me that I was just like, also I don't really want that. I like I don't horrendous want... Horrendous timing as well. Yeah, because I was away. On your honeymoon, specifically. Yeah, right. It was very Not bad like timing. Not like a business trip. It was, it was very bad timing, but but in a larger sense, it made me just realize like, I, I can't really continue to take that risk. You know, it's it's too taxing. It's too taxing on me right now you know in the future if uh i manage to get very successful in my in my business and you know start my own company and blah 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 and i actually got a call from medium which we should talk about but um you know if i'm able to create something in that other world then i would totally go back to it and etc but i'm just i'm not financially secure enough to justify continuously taking this risk i just it's it's not you know unfortunately the society that we live in right now is very intolerant to these sorts of things and a lot of people are very mobilized as i learned the hard way to really come after you you know and i can't take people coming after me in that in that way like i'm not i'm not secure enough financially to take that you know yeah you know what I'm saying? Sure. No, I mean, you can't be, you can't live in an insecure way. Yeah, where I'm constantly and nervous that somebody's going to decide that I'm the enemy. You know? Only you know that for yourself, right? Nobody else can determine, well, it's fine. 
you know, you're going to yeah. be, you're going to be totally fine. No, I, I don't think they can. And I don't, you know, and I don't think that that's, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. It's not like we just were giving up, you know I mean? We really did a lot and seeing the landscape as it is right now, it's just not, you know, I think my career has always been, there's been these two branches and one is Don Draper and one is Anthony Bourdain, you know, those are the, you know, paradigmatic. <laughs> Those are the paradigmatic sure. people. Yeah. You're a combination yeah, of Don Draper and Anthony I am Bourdain. not fucking saying that. All I'm saying is those are the two like allegorical paths. Okay. And uh, I think what this is, is me saying I'm burning the Bourdain path. I'm, I'm cutting off the limb and I'm burning the stump, you sure. know, and I'm saying I'm going full into just being a businessman and being an advertising guy and trying to make it that way. And and if I can make it that way and get a bunch of money and be successful, then I can come back to this. But I can't the thing is, I can't do it reverse. I can't double down on this and go back to advertising. You know what I mean? Right. Because if you get too big in this, if you get painted in a way in this, if somebody starts painting me in some way that I'm not this is your corner. Then you're fucked. Yeah, you're done. You There's gotta, nothing you can do. Or that's all that it's ever going to be. That's all you. it's ever going to be. And sure. then, you know, that's what I am. Sure. You know? And so it's like the one thing I still, I, I hopefully, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll go to work and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we got a call. And you're Have fucked. you been back at work? Yeah, I've been back at work. I'm I mean, sure it's fine. If if they haven't said anything <laughs> by now. Yeah, it's probably fine. Then it's fine. Yeah, I think you're right. But it's like, you know, I I can still hang on to that. And still go in that path. But it felt in this time like I got real close. I brushed up against something that I really did not Why want to Why do you happen. think that it, it felt like it was that close? Because from... Because I was getting attacked. I was getting messages. I got a lot of messages. I don't think you know that. I got, I got a lot of messages. Well, yeah. I don't want to assume what happened. All I saw was what I saw. Yeah. I got a lot of messages. I got a lot of people hunting me on all different platforms messaging commenting commenting and like what like where well it was on medium it was on twitter it was on our people dm'd you on twitter yeah no no just all the i mean i didn't even read them but there was a ton of people piling on on twitter and also on uh uh on our reviews and blah 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 and it just made me realize like okay yeah probably there's only like 10 of these people that are this crazy but if somebody's going to call me all right that's totally not true and then people are going to come after me based on that totally untrue thing without knowing anything about me that's dangerous i mean that's a dangerous situation it's like you know it's like mccarthyism it's like oh you're a communist you're on the fucking communist list like no i, I don't want to be a statistic you know i don't want to be a casualty i don't want to look back in 10 15 years and be like oh yeah poor isaac Right. You know, he was a casualty of that really so, but bad this is, time. But this know? is more, this is a precautionary measure that you're taking yeah. versus one yes, where there was true. an actual, like, to feel threatened is one thing, but for there to be a threat is a different thing. Well, right? I don't know. Yeah, maybe I was feeling, I don't know, you know, yeah. what's the difference? No, it's, <coughs> that's again the thing. So I think that should answer the questions of people. I want to give my 
perspective on why the show is ending because people have contacted sure. me and, and said, said, why don't you keep going? Why don't you keep going? Here's the reason why. Um, it would be obscene to keep the show going and just replace Isaac. That's you an obscenity. if you want. I would No, 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 no. I, I would find that I couldn't ethically do that because mm. while I did start the show by myself, there's 20 episodes of that, most of it not very good. It was only when we came together and we sort of organically made this show that it was of anything worth listening to, really, for the average person to listen to, because we've got a good dynamic. And I agree. Smart ideas and about how to do the show and enough oppositional um, interest, because you have one way of wanting to do a show and I have another way, and artistic <laughs> tension is important, yeah. creative tension. I agree. So, so the people that are like, "Oh, just keep doing it." I, no. I it just would it would feel fraudulent for me to uh continue that with a replacement. It yeah. would just it, it would be gross. And well, I, think, I think you should definitely keep going and Well, that's way, a separate though, that's know? a separate issue, but for the purpose of this, I couldn't I I take our listeners very seriously and I appreciate every single one of them who has taken time to listen. So I couldn't do that to them because they didn't opt in to me and a new person. They opted in to me and you. And if yeah. that's the end of their time with us, then I think that's fine. I don't want... The biggest problem that, that shows have, especially podcasts, radio shows, and so forth, is that people try to cling on to things that are done and that just... It, nobody's happy with that. Everybody gets upset because it's like, I don't have this thing that I had anymore. So... Uh, you know, anyone that says just replace Isaac, Isaac is not replaceable on this show. This show is the combination of two people. A lot of people saying just replace me. <laughs> I'm getting people that are like, why wouldn't you continue? You have a listener base. You have to yeah. keep on to these listeners. Well, that I totally disagree. I mean, I, I, I well, so what are you going to do? Well, I'm going, I'm going to launch a separate entity. Hmm. And you should keep the name though. No, 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 I'm not going to keep the name. Oh. It's going to be a totally new thing. I'm going Such to post down the line. I'll post an episode on this feed and it'll have information about the new show. Hmm, but nice. the, the purpose of that is going to be you need to opt in to this new thing, yeah. right? If this I is see. Breaking Bad, the new thing is Better Call Saul, right? It's same universe, <laughs> different planet. I mean, that's very grandiose. <laughs> but... That is yeah, my, I get it. that I is get my it. opinion, and I want this just to stand as its own thing, so people sure. can listen to it, and it can be its thing. I'm going to leave it up, like it's free, uh, hosting wise, just to leave it up and leave it sitting there. I do want to ask our listeners. We have there's two one star reviews that are really annoying me. I know, Fuck and one of them says something about uh, <clears throat> agreeing with Nazis, and one of them says something about all right, and they're like sitting at the top. I know. So, so if you haven't written a review yet, just get those off. Not because I don't, I can't handle bad reviews. I love our toxic unpreparedness review because it, that, they actually listened. They listened to the show, and well, that's the, the thing that I'm okay with. If and, you don't like the show after you've listened to it, totally cool. I, I understand. And this is why, actually, why libel laws exist because the targeting that happened the people that are writing bad reviews they are responding to one thing and that thing is somebody calling me a thing that i'm not it would be like it would be like if somebody came on our podcast and i was like are you a scientologist and they said no i'm not a scientologist 
And then for the next two weeks, I said, so, uh, John, the Scientologist, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> the people that are writing these ridiculous reviews are miss... They're calling you Dosh. Well, that... Uh, I've tried to explain that a few times. That is only because there's a review that's recent where yeah, somebody... somebody says Dosh. ...requested uh, this comedian named Joe Dosh to come on to talk about people saying faggot. And he wanted to hear Cameron and Joe talk about it. Yeah. And so... Because people who aren't listening are writing reviews, they're just reading the most yeah, recent it's review. Insane. It's completely Which is, insane. I mean, I'm entertained by that, but it's well, all- it just goes to show that the people that are targeting us are just torpedoes. Well, they're, they're not, they're not, they, they have, they are literally reacting on a, a label well, that is not real. I, I mean, I don't even know that uh, the show is being targeted so much as... <clears throat> people who want to curry favor with their little warlord that they desperately want the positive approval of are doing that. Anyway, that, well, listen, I, I again, I don't want please on my end do not target anybody because of this. I I it's not worth it. It's not I I the last thing I want to do is play the game back and try and send people to target anybody. And that's so stupid. And it's like, so not the point of any of this. And I, I just, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. I, I just want to say that, but, but I totally hear what you're saying also. So, uh, I put up an announcement episode, a few episodes ago, and I asked for some emails and we have quite a few that I'm going to read a few of. Okay. From a variety of people, a lot that we have never heard from. A lot of these are people that we've never really? received contact from. I think you'll be, and I think you'll enjoy hearing this. Okay. Um, thank you all for emailing. If I don't read your email, it's because you haven't emailed me yet. By the time that we're recording this, or you said something that somebody else had said, and I couldn't read both. So keep emailing. We will read everything. Uh, we'll respond to everything. I'll forward Isaac all of the emails so he can respond if he wants to. But I'm just going to scroll through. Uh, we heard from Rob in Texas. Our most loyal listener. Our probably. very prolif- prolific <laughs> listener. And uh, Rob in Texas says, Hey, dude, sad to hear that the show is ending. This has been a super fun ride. And I hope in the show's absence, y'all both have some time to develop your comedy. <laughs> writing and other projects you might have in mind for the future. Not a comedian, but okay. And NAHF is one of the most unique podcasts I've ever listened to. And I'm glad I got to be a small part of it on the listener side. And honestly, good for you both for quitting while you're ahead because a lot of shows lack that kind of understanding and they crash and burn. Not the case at that's all here. Good. See, that's uh, thank you, Rob. That makes me feel good. There's so much I could say, but in the spirit of keeping things brief which is not really Rob's thing, but that's fine. Let me just say in the world of two friends chatting and calling it a podcast, NAHF was generally a strong podcast with a niche audience where both host and audience were incredibly loyal to each other. The conversational nature made every episode accessible. The guests were interesting and the topics were captivating. Captivating. There there will be a huge hole left unfilled. (laughs) Insert parade music. In my weekly podcast feed, but I'm sure I'll go right back to the first episodes and start listening again on oh, repeat for months to nice. come. Probably shouldn't do that. Uh, no, you, you could can. probably skip the first few. <laughs> yeah. Not so good. You can just re-listen to the whole can. Yeah, just over the whole over. thing. <laughs> Man, could you imagine? That would be fun. I, I might do that. I might just listen to the first, starting at the first episode. Oh. What is the first episode, by the way? Depression is not a disease. And what, it's just you and me? It is. 
Oh, wow. There's a new intro on it, but there there's some horrible shit on those old episodes. Yeah. Um, I hope, <laughs> hope this isn't the last time we hear horrible from each other. Horrible in what way? You mean just, just bad. Just bad. Not like, Should have been edited. Yeah, yeah, we think okay. that we're really, really saying smart. some really yeah, intellectual sure, things. Sure. Hope this isn't the last time we hear from each other, and good luck to you both on your future endeavors. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to find a way to get one of our attorneys as a Jew on my phone <laughs> for some good old-fashioned fun at my family's next holiday gathering. Oh, right. Rob is originally That's from bad. Alabama. That's why. Um, P.S. Uh, in case I never said this before, you're the only two people in my life right now I'm okay with calling me Rob as a nickname for Robert. I went by that nickname for half a year in junior high and then forever swore it off in favor of my full name. Consider yourselves white privileged. Good. I'm glad that P.S. didn't get weird. I thought for a second. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. I've never we considered should be have, together having too. sex with men. <laughs> Yeah, but Stan. you too have made me think twice about that. All right, this no, is, no, no. That's uh, thank you, Rob. Yeah. Seriously, I you know. And all kidding aside, we we give Rob shit because he writes long emails. But no, I can't pod, think of podcast. Rob is the best. And also, wait, fuck. I was just. He, uh, God damn it! It's a matter. I can't fucking remember what I was gonna say. But yeah, no, Rob. Rob is amazing, and um, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, thanks, Rob. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I Rob is. I was going to say something, but Rob is a good dude. I Rob's a musician, and I'm always tempted to plug his page, but I don't know if he wants people looking. So, oh, um, Rob, he's saying people don't call him Rob, but yeah. you called yourself Rob, Rob. I think. And, I think I coined Rob in Texas as a play on. Oh, yeah. I I had this very douchey guy that came and started working at a total false company i used to work at and he it was this like really good looking like i'm cool i'm a businessman like tech get type guy right and the first time I met, his name was doug Liss. douglas yeah and the first time i met him like we, we him were doug. talking and we were <clears throat> and i was like yeah so doug blah, blah blah and he like stopped me and looked me right in the eyes and he says i'm only gonna say this once Ugh. but my name is douglas and then I just we kept shouldn't him Doug. be hurting people. <laughs> Whoops! Oops! Uh, I shouldn't have pressed that one. Um, okay, Sarah. Who's uh, Sarah? I had an experience like that with somebody named Christopher, and I called him Chris, yeah. and he's like, "Uh, it's Christopher." Uh, fuck you, Christopher! And I'm like, "That's so many syllables." <laughs> I don't have time. Yeah, I'm not gonna say Christopher every time. Uh, so, this is from listeners. We have a few Sarahs that emailed us. Sarah, hi Charles and Isaac. I am pretty bummed that the podcast is ending. It was the only podcast I listened to and truly enjoyed. Thanks for the many laughs and the original takes on contemporary topics. Isaac's walk from San Diego to L.A. will remain my favorite wow. episode. Sorry to see the podcast go. Thanks, Thanks Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, please write this on the iTunes. She might have already. Okay, but well, if you didn't, if you start didn't, another account. This is for everybody. We need to cleanse from those. I just want to crazies. drop them down a little bit yeah. because I don't want them showing up at the top. Because uh, me to, neither. And yeah, well, I there, agree. There's a whole other. You'll see. Um, th there's another point about this that we'll make. This is from our Dutch listener who cued us into <clears throat> uh, the fact that we are written up as one of the best podcasts uh, by a Dutch newspaper. This is a person who sh told us, um, "Hey guys." You probably remember me as that Dutch guy who tipped you off about the Volkskrant article recently. For the past year or so, I've tremendously enjoyed listening to your podcast episodes, both old and new. I usually listen on my way to work or while I'm out running. I can't even imagine going for a run and listening to this. <laughs> You're a sick man. Almost every podcast I've ever subscribed to, I got bored with rather quickly. And AHF was a huge exception to that rule. 
I guess it's just refreshing to listen to a show where everyone isn't constantly agreeing on everything, making obvious points, virtue signaling, or laughing way too loud at each other's jokes, even though you guys are actually funny. Oh. It really separates you from a lot of other podcasts and late night talk shows, which we get a lot of here. Anyway, I'll keep it short. Thanks for doing the show, and I wish you the best of luck with whatever you choose to do next. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. I think it's Yarno. Uh, he says, Yarno of Holland. I love how people have their locations as part of their names. Yeah, it's, it's important. Robin, Texas, Yarno of Holland. Dave of Kentucky. Yeah, Dave of Kentucky. Wow, that's true, actually. That's so funny. Uh, if you're ever around here, I'd be happy to give you a tour of shitty tourist traps you should never wait in line for. Uh, well, I used to live in Amsterdam, Yarno, so I'm well aware. But I might take you up on that. Yeah, my you friend. should. Uh, I think Yarno follows me on Twitter. So This is the other Sarah, and this is a very the other int- Sarah. interesting case, and we'll uh, d- talk about it shortly. I only found this podcast about two weeks ago, and I'm sad to hear you're going. When I first started, I was a bit unsure, having heard it was an oh, alt-right fuck. podcast, and living in Australia when it uh, comes to the U.S. Who did you hear it was oh, an alt-right? I, That's fucking insane. I will tell you in a minute. I have really only been exposed to the extreme left or extreme right, and this is just usually the news reporting on Trump. I would not call this an alt-right podcast. An, an alt-right? You st- did you cut the... What, did you cut I, this? I, I'm just assuming. I didn't cut she, it. Oh, she must have. I liked hearing different opinions that were an actual conversation whilst I haven't agreed on a lot of things said. I enjoyed the discussions, and that... This wasn't the usual two dudes on a podcast telling me what to think, so it has provided a refreshing, interesting perspective on many things. Sad to see you go. I'm going to tell you who and where this came from. As you know, the podcast with which there was some controversy has a Patreon. Mm-hmm. And on Patreon, they live stream their recordings. So when the episode that mentioned you mm-hmm. was live streamed, their patrons were all watching. Mm-hmm. And their patrons came over, mm. and this is one of them. I because see. if you spend any length of time listening to this show, you know that it in no way could be described that way. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So thank you, Sarah, for being a person who is not stupid. This is from G. G. Uh, he wanted. Is it Gracie? No. no. Yeah, it's from Gracie. Uh, she said Gracie says this podcast is terrible, and I hated both hosts. Uh, Thank God this is over. Hi, I really enjoyed your podcast. It stood out from the crowd. You both being not afraid to speak your mind. I always looked forward to it each week. I don't use social media at all, so sending this email is me making an effort to say thanks. This is the saddest part of the email. Can you consider just doing the show every few months as a compromise <laughs> and not go? I have been listening since the early days. Oh, thanks, G. Maybe. We'll uh, see. We'll I liked, see what happens. I like the Vocal Fry episode, recent delicious tacos, and your fast hot takes the best. Heather is a great guest. Uh, I'll miss her too. How's Heather doing? I miss Heather also. I listened while hiking at home watering the vegetable garden in the car. Thanks, Charles, for your insights into workplace politics. I've been there and had those sorts of conflicts so I can relate. I liked your belated movie reviews. Thank you. (laughs) Kinds of works for those I hadn't seen and those to remember. I'd say to Isaac, keep up the honesty. Your views are those of the majority and you are fair and reasonable despite what some of your dubious guests say. Thank you, G. Thanks again, G. That makes me feel great to hear. See, there's actual, you know, it's like I wish, (sighs) it would be great to see some of this stuff, you know, in other times. It's just... Let's keep going. All right. Uh, A lurker breaks his silence. There's so many of these. 
Dear Charles and oh Isaac, my God. gutted to hear the show is ending. Having this been a lurker long. listener for a few years, I felt the need to reach out and show my appreciation for the work you both did on the show before you move on to other things. I first discovered the show via the first Delicious Tacos episode. I just come across him and his writing. I can't remember how, and I've been following him ever since. I think he's a fucking genius and That's one of true. the few writers of fiction ever who is truly fun to read. I've often thought how lucky it was that I stumbled across your podcast in this way. I really liked you guys and the rapport you have, your rogues gallery of guests, and the fun political and cultural topics you tackled. This is well written. This is a well written email. You guys being based in LA was a source of interest to me as a person who had never been to America. I'm one of oh. your mythical, uh, redacted English speaking country <laughs> listeners. Some people have requested. What, some, what is it? It's, we have so many foreign. Well, yeah, G was from another English speaking country that's not the US, and this yeah. person is from another one. Um, but who has always harbored dreams of coming to Hollywood to try and break into movies. The conversations of two normal guys living in L.A. but not working in an industry. Hey, I work in the industry, goddammit. And dealing with the everyday realities of that city have been valuable to me. I think the reason podcasts are so popular nowadays is because eavesdropping on conversations between personalities you like basically emulates the psychological experience of spending time with friends. I have friends, but like many people trying to adapt to this insane modern world, I am not completely satisfied with my social life, and I am not ashamed to say that your podcast did make me feel like I was in the company of interesting, funny, good people whose wow. hopes and neuroses aligned with mine. Jeez, this is like very well written. Where I wonder what English-speaking country I can tell is. you off, Canada. offline. Canada? No. Uh, I am 10 or Australia. 15. I, I could, I'll tell you after. <laughs> I am 10 or 15 years younger than you guys. This is how fucking insane I am. I read that and I was like, this, kid, this guy's 10? And I'm like, oh wait, I'm 38. So he's like 23. Uh, but I do not use any social media and this has and will continue to separate me from other young people. I'm not complaining, obviously, it's a personal choice. And I made it for the very reason that I try to place real life relationships and interactions above virtual ones. But you guys have broken Great. my self-imposed digital exile so you must have been doing wow, something right. that's true. I mean, it's, it's right. It's right. Uh, I listen to a few podcasts regularly. Sam Harris. This is just fucking tiresome. A sports one and a movies one, but if I could only listen to one, it would definitely be yours. Damn. To be honest, I wish you'd keep going as I'd listen to this for the foreseeable future if you kept making episodes. I don't know how I would get by without my weekly dose of being greeted by the Supreme Gentleman. The Twitter beefs, the angry guests, the local politics, the celebrity hot goss, the years late movie reviews, and above all, the gratuitous anti-Semitism. One of our attorneys is a Jew. I hope you guys keep doing stuff together as Charles really is a great foil to Isaac. And my favorite episodes were favorite. often... Favorite. It's clearly England. Okay. It's, I'm, it's redacted for a reason. Okay, sorry. Um, and my favorite episodes were often the ones with you, just you two and no guests. I wish both of you the best of luck in whatever you do next. And I'll be keeping abreast of whatever those projects are. Always as a lurker, of course. Oh, All the oh. best. A huge fan. Oh, so good. So well written. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Next one. Heartbroken lurker was Another the, lurker. Was the e email subject. I'm a 39-year-old white female real estate corporate lawyer. My daughter tells me I'm a basic bitch lovingly. I stumbled across your podcast about a year ago. I was using the search term slacktivism, and yours was one of the maybe half a dozen podcasts that popped up. Are you hot? Can you send nudes? All right. Well, That's, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> you want a daddy to take your panties off? At that time, I was also uh, right. I've ac I found this person immediately. You like, found out who she is? Oh, I know exactly who this person well, is. Let's not, don't tell me. No, I know. They don't. I'm. I'm trying to keep everyone anonymous. At that okay. time, I was also right in the middle of listening to S-Town. And when I found your pod, I browsed through the apps and saw the eight worst voices on Gimlet and bypassed temporarily the no DAPL. Yep. 
And Slacktivism episode went right to the Gimlet one because that guy's voice drove me absolutely bonkers. And no one I had discussed it with could even understand what I was trying to articulate. Kukui. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kukui. Until I found you guys. I then found my political... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, this is the key. I then found my political ideological counterpart in Isaac. Oh. I am yet to find something that we don't agree on. Wow. And he does such a better job than I do articulating our current positions. Uh, thank you. I literally binged your entire binged? podcast over a week. Binged? Binged? Binged. <laughs> and some, like Gimlet and the 9-11 social media post episodes, I listened to three or four times and then became a regular listener. I'm so very sad that you're going Oh. Is there anything similar out there that you can recommend to fill the void? Definitely not. Uh, I was I emailed her back and I was like oh we'll try to come up with some but I don't I, think I can't anything. I don't know I uh, hope you both find much happiness in life and know that you greatly impacted this Gimlet voice slacktivist nine eleven status update <laughs> hating basic bitch out in little old redacted northeastern North state northeastern state okay she's in Connecticut Vermont I guess Vermont I'm I'm trying to give some anonymity <clears throat> you don't want to have too many details so that they can be identified um i just want to point out how correct i was about how bad the greek chorus has been for you and that there was plenty of people who were listeners who were 100 percent on board with you and you were not well, a clown that was one <laughs> that's not <laughs> that, was one. that was her that was g <laughs> there's like three people within that that yeah. composition of right. email that's true that's true so uh the Greek chorus, very bad. Very bad listeners. Well, this wasn't the Greek chorus. This wasn't because of the Greek chorus. This was because of the hate chorus. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying, in terms of, uh, we've had a long discussion about where you're like, oh, I'm being made a fool of, blah, blah, blah. Sure. The sure. point that I'm making is that that was never the actual no, vibe look, Charles, by I, real I, listeners. I don't want you to feel like this has anything to do with that. It, it's honestly. No, this is just me being proven hey, look, right about something look, I said yeah, months ago. Yes, I think you're right. I, I hear exactly what you're saying, and, and you're not wrong. It's just, uh, you know, it's just a dangerous time, you know? And, and <clears throat> I mean, you know, this obviously, uh, this stuff it obviously makes me sad and makes me, like, wish I, you know, had thought about this a little differently. But I just can't... Uh, at the moment, I just need to tr like, dude. You know, I I gotta try to. This isn't me trying to convince. No, you I know, otherwise. I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I don't want you to think that this is like because I'm not getting enough positive feedback it i mean no 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 it, this it's 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 this is me just it's it's score settling from yeah, old sure. arguments I, I get you. i get it i totally get it i totally get it i'm <laughs> just saying it's important like, to me i'm just saying me it's going like, i'm um, right i just don't know if i have the stuff to be uh, you know a public figure I, I i don't know if i have that in me sure I, you know what i mean i i think you need to be a certain type of person you need to be like a bridget fetacy type you know like you need to be truly like an like an artist or or a vagabond or like you need to really be someone who is ready to um go there and i think what i learned in being targeted and attacked is like i'm not I'm not ready to go there. I'm sure. not, I can't. 
I'm not ready to give it all up in that way. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think I can do that sure. right now. Maybe, you know, maybe once things are squared away and I, you know, I, I don't come from money, you know, I don't come from a place of comfort. So it's like, you know, maybe if I can get to a place where I am comfortable and then I don't have to worry about money, like, yeah, sure, maybe then. But in the meantime, as I said before, I, I can't be a statistic. I'm not going to be a, another guy who, oh, too bad. And then I'm fucking doing a Kickstarter for my bills. Right. You know, I can't do that. I, yeah. I'm not going to fucking do that. So it's like at the moment in this current climate of politics that's very intolerant uh it's just not so very much a villain finding it's like oh we all have to we're all gonna make ourselves feel better by doing pylons yeah and the pylons will be i mean the thing that i like the thing that's true and also not true is cancel culture right yeah cancel culture is very true for average people because there's countless examples of people who don't have a lot else going on. Yeah. It's not like they have some other income stream. Right. And it affects the left and the right. Yeah, sure. Both sure. people get fucked by that. And regular people get attacked all the time. Like uh, we talked about it on this show. Remember the guy who was like her- bothering the black woman at the pool? And there was like all this oh, intense yeah. Yeah. attacks on him. And yes, he should have been kicked off the pool board. I thought that that was fair. It's like, okay, you're clearly like not good at being a pool guy. <laughs> yeah, right. But then he also gets fired from his job. Yeah, and then it's like, and what it's the like, fuck? Okay, that is too far. Like, yeah. I don't want people to lose their livelihood because it just makes them, like, bitter. Yeah. The same thing, there was a woman on, there was a woman who posted this anti-cop thing and it got retweeted by some editor at Breitbart and she got death threats and all this horse shit. And it's like, she's just some dumb lady tweeting. She has no followers. She's just tweeting out into the ether. Yeah. She doesn't need people stalking her and like making her afraid for her life. Yeah. We don't need that. That doesn't do anything for all these low-level people that get attacked. And that's the, the that's the part of cancel culture where I'm like, I believe in not ruining people's lives. Yeah. At the right. same time, the people that are high up there that are public commentators, the Ben Shapiro's, sure, look, look, and those people, exactly. It's I, like I Ben have Shapiro. No problem look, dude, with them. If being, I was right, if I was making a living on this, right. and this had happened, yeah, you'd be like, whatever. I'd be like, great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You know, like, like, yeah, let's, let's fucking banter. Let's do it. You know, like, let's have a, let's have a fight, you know, like, sure. let's do it. But, and at first that's how I was looking at this. At first I was like, all right, yeah, let's uh, make this into a, a, a ribbing contest. But then when I started seeing how people were blindly targeting me, you know, like people were blindly finding without knowing anything about me. Sure. We're blindly trying to find well, is, ways to to get at me. This is the line that, that was it, when I was like, "Oh, damn!" Like, no, like this is something else. This, like, is, this is not just, "Oh, it's all in good fun." This is we are gonna ruin you. Right. You know, like we're we're gonna try and fucking ruin we're get you. you. Yeah, we're gonna get you. You know, and that and that's, and that's what was scary. That's the delicate line is that I think that anybody who is a fair minded person who listened, who came over and was like, oh, I'm going listen, to hate listening to something. So many of our listeners have come from hate listening. Like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the beautiful thing. Yeah, true, like, true. I'm going to hate listen to this shit. And then it's like one episode, two episode in, they go, oh, actually I sort of enjoy this. And like Shady Lady, who is one of our most prolific comment commenters in various forums, 
she originally came over because she was hate listening. Yeah. And I think that this is, that's the dangerous line well, is right, that. Because anybody who actually listens to us for more than fucking one second yeah. immediately will not hate listen to us anymore because they'll realize, oh, okay, this is not anything. Like, yeah, you hate listen to Ben Shapiro. Right. You hate listen to Rachel Maddow because it's one-sided bullshit. Yeah. Whereas we are so not Russia that. is a big deal. Yeah, right. We I'm, are. Exactly. I'd like for you not to be speaking that way about me. <laughs> My Rachel Maddow impression. She stinks. Yeah, um, I, I'm just saying. It's like anybody who actually listens to the show understands like, oh, that is not at all. Like, this is not at all what it's been painted as by other people. Sure. It's, you know, and, and that's what's just so... That's the obscenity. Um, we have one more email. This comes from our previous uh, guest, Frank Trainer. Frank says, Isaac, we don't de- deserve you. Oh, thanks, Al- Frank. Also, America is the name of the continent. I was your best guest. Thanks. Arge- from Argentina. Frank of Argentina. Frank, who lives in Seattle now. Yes, but also of Argentina. I like Frank's accent. I'm a big fan of Frank's accent. Frank was a great guest. Speaking of guests, I wanted to give a big thank you to all of our guests. I organized our guests by number of appearances. Um, so I'm not going to read everyone who's been on. No, no, no. I, I'm just going to go up to who the... Who is ho- Tony Bartoloni? He came on the La La Land episode. I don't even remember him. Well, who we have... Tony? We have... Uh, uh, Sorry, Tony. It's, it's okay. It's, not it's the La La Land episode. Not you. So um, I want to thank everyone who's ever donated their time to come on here. It's very much appreciated. Even if your show was a train wreck, even if we've made fun of you for years after for how bad your show was, it's still nice of you to spend your time coming on. And I want to thank people who had large platforms who came on and sort of lended the amplification of their platforms. People like Damian Newton of Streets Blog LA, Connor Habib, the delightful, delicious tacos. Yeah, Connor, Connor was he was a good. That was a good find. Whatever happened to him? He's in Ireland. He's in Ireland, uh, doing stuff. Bridget Fetizy. Yeah, Bridget Fetizy. You Brid- know what she was just doing? Bridget. I know. Uh, wow. We're one degree removed. Rogan, we're close to you, Rogan. We we almost made it. Uh, we almost made it to you. Matt, wait, well, did you listen to the her on Rogan? I listened to some of it. I didn't listen to it. I can't listen to all. How four. was it? It seemed fine. She's she's a good guest. Does Bridget deserve to be on Rogan? I don't really know if I agree. How did that happen? Uh, she's got a giant Twitter following. Not and giant. A pretty hundred. Pretty substantial, but she's always showing up. I don't know. I mean, she's sort of tied into the comedy community. But, uh, I mean, no slam against Bridget. Uh, she's very nice, but she's in the sphere of sort of like centrist yeah. both sides are crazy and that's kind of in joe rogan's wheelhouse even though it's silly well seeing seeing bridget's career has informed a lot of this decision that i'm making also because i you know i think that's the path right that's the path you go if you want to make money on this that's where you go and it's like she's still struggling man she's still struggling hard yeah she's hustling She's got a hustle. She's got a hustle. It's like, dude, I she's don't want to be. She's I don't want to be fucking forty, trying to scramble by. You know, on my Twitter following, like, I don't want to. I don't want that. You sure. know, and and if you're and if if I'm being forced to choose, which I kind of feel like I am. I just can't. I just can't pick that way. Anyway, Start, what are these plus signs? Th- these are uh, people who have large followings or large oh, platforms yes. who graciously uh, yeah, came on uh matt wilstein 
big thanks to Matt Wolstein. Gave us quite a few good episodes. And Josh Denny, of course, who has come on multiple times. I wanted to go down the list of our multiple guests because it, I think it gets interesting the higher we get. Because uh, I was just doing the statistics of who have been on. And I think you have to be on four or five times to make an impact on the Sam listeners. Sam Bivens was on five times? He was. I'm Jesus. counting episodes, minisodes. I'm not counting clip shows, and I'm not counting uh, other random appearances. Yeah, jeez. So, uh, the five-time club, five, I guess you've been on five times, Sam Bivens, Josh Denny, Eric Escobar, Cameron Johnson, and Matthew Robinson. What happened to Eric? We don't really talk to him Eric anymore. single-handedly destroyed an episode. Yeah, I remember and- that. And uh, what's he doing? He's do, a very extensive stand-up schedule. Is really, what Eric is up to yes, Eric Escobar. What? What? Also, Rosie. He was one of our best guests. Rosie has a girlfriend, girlfriend with now. children, so he yeah. is essentially Cuck. a stepdad. Cuck city forever. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. We can go with what that. Are you play? R- Rosie. I don't even know what to play <laughs> at this point. So, uh, six times Seth Goldsmith came on six oh, times. Seth. Seth is actually texting me as we speak. Oh, good for him. Uh, Evan Williams came on seven times. Damn. Evan was on seven times. He was. Lots wow. of other parents. For, for such a flake that we were always worried about never coming. He, he actually certainly came on, on a lot. Many times. Yeah. Uh, eight times Audie Gordon yeah, has appeared yeah, on the show. Eight times with Audie. Ten appearances. You want a daddy to take your Dan. panties off? Dan Dupriel. Also, the other big flake of the show. Eric's been on uh, so many times. Dan flaked once. Yeah, I know. And, and I will never forget it. Yeah, it's so <laughs> odd. Like, Dan is a really solid person. Dan showed up at three different studio locations. He's, he's like a good guy. So. I think you like Dan because Dan's thing works on you. But Dan's thing does not work on me. What's Dan's thing? Dan's, like, Dan is... Uh, I'm going to tell Dan about this conversation. Well, so Dan has a approach to life that I think works on a lot of people. What's the approach? But it does not work on me. What's the approach? Because I'm a Nietzsche guy, and Dan's... What is the thing, approach? It's like pity. He's like a He's like a puppy. He's like a pathetic puppy. No, not at all. Yeah, he's like a pathetic puppy child, and he... It, that's very attractive for a lot of people because they hanging out with Dan. He's always going to put himself beneath you, and I think people like that because it's like, oh, Dan, like you're so nice. Whereas for me, I don't like that. I that doesn't work on me. Like, I don't. I, his, wait, his wait, wait. Approach doesn't work. So, uh, what are you complaining about? I'm not complaining about anything. No, but I I'm, like I like Dan. I'm, I'm I'm just saying his like thing. I like Dan. But I'm, tr- I'm trying to get at the nut of what you're talking work. about, like the vibe on the show or... No, his vibe in general as a, as a person. So th- this is just so listeners are aware, because we're clearing up these old conflicts that have existed. We had Dan scheduled to come on, I don't know how many episodes ago, and Dan had a conflict. He was visiting LA and was staying with a friend, and the friend requested Dan drive him to the airport at the same time we're recording the podcast. So Dan's like, I can't make it. I have to go do this. This upset Isaac so badly (laughs) that Isaac texted hate messages at Dan. Hate messages. And I had to call Dan to calm him down. You're always calming everyone down. I am. I'm the calmer. (laughs) I'm the calmer. And uh, 
Dan was upset because he didn't want to be seen as uh, being disrespectful or being a flake. And you are trying to position him as those things. But I don't, that's not my experience of Dan. I don't like Dan because I pity Dan. I like Dan because he is a genuinely nice man. And is he? Very, very funny. Is he a genuinely nice he man? He is. Dan, is ex- Dan helped me move into this apartment. Did he? Yes. Well, that, that matters. Helping people move is a genuinely nice thing to do. So if, if you're standing up behind your stuff, I, what I would say is I would see Dan as somebody who says he's going to help you move. And then the time comes, he's like, "Oh, I have like my dog is sick, and then no. like I'm I'm so sad." No, I think that you are. Uh, I think that you have some. Uh, you get upset when people cancel on yeah, you. I do. I really do. And that is coloring your vision. I have a pathology. But the thing you have to remember is, people are human beings, and they have stuff that happens. So sometimes they're just not going to show up, and it doesn't mean that they hate you or. That I just think I get. I, I understand Dan's thing i get it i understand his, his i don't think approach anybody it it's not i don't think find it i can't attractive. wait to play this for him he's, I, I don't he's find, going he's yeah i don't find dan's like i'm a sad pathetic schlub vibe i like i don't think dan is a sad pathetic schlub that's what i'm saying i think dad you think dan, that he's pretending to be yes one. i think dan wants me to you think want a daddy that to take your pants I, I think dad you dan, want a daddy to you know take he's your like off? his his evolutionary st- power strategy is playing dead you know like he's i'm just a soft i'm a malleable soft whatever you're right there's no blah 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 but it's like he's not he's actually a very cunning smart wow strong person and i don't i, th- I wouldn't disagree i that like that cunning. side i like that side of him and and that's the side that i respect is the strong side of dan yeah. but his gooey shit doesn't work on me it's like i don't find that this is the problem good. though is that as I've told the very first time we ever did a podcast, I said you like empathy, and this is this is it in actuality. Is that I don't think Dan is faking any of that. I think Dan has a lot of uh, stuff that goes on in his life that's difficult. Sure, sure. And I don't actually see that as a fake pity stage. It's just like Dan has bad luck, and I I, I find my interactions with Dan. I don't like him because he's a sad sack. I like him because he's a funny, stand-up, uh, good person. Sure. And I think that those qualities are what make him uh, somebody that I like Oops. to be friends with and have around. Listen, I like being around Dan. You want a daddy to I, take I your like, I like off? being around him because I think he's a great conversationalist and I think he's interesting. No. But I don't like being be around him. I don't like being around him because he... You know, is these other things. Anyway, all right, let's all right, keep going. Here. So there's one more person. It's Heather. And uh, <laughs> this person has been on 15 times. Heather! Woo! And that's Heather Maruli. Good old Heather. And Love you, Heather. I, this is, makes me... I'm. I, can I... Have me on your podcast again. I'll come on. I'll say all kinds of alt-right things. They're going to get me fucking canceled. No, just kidding. Not true. But uh, yeah, I, I will miss Heather, man. That's for sure. And all all joking aside about Heather, we we Heather has received probably the biggest brunt of attacks by us, totally. by listeners, by guests. But Heather, to her credit, is even though it may upset her in the moment, she has got the stuff to get totally. over it. Totally. And if anyone is going to get famous out of all the people involved it's here. Heather. It's going to be Heather. I agree. She is. And this is exactly. This is what I'm talking about. 
Heather does have that skin. Yes. You know, and she could push through and use, you know, be anti-fragile towards the uh, criticisms you're receiving from the masses. You know, yeah. I think Heather can do that. Heather, Heather can turn those things, those wounds into uh, energy. Our, Whereas I can't do that. Our I, listeners, I, I don't have the ability to do that. Our so. listeners uh, should all go get on the Heather train now. Yeah, Heather's Because she, if anyone's going to blow up, it's going to be her. And that said, in all seriousness, very funny comedian, uh, always a great guest. I can't think of one appearance on the show that she didn't make better. Well, and, I don't know about that. But uh, listen, <laughs> I, I didn't understand Heather. When, when I, in the first... Listen, if I if I was coming from nowhere yes. and coming into this podcast and I heard Heather as I did in the beginning. Right. I would be absolutely uh turned off. I would be I would be like what the fuck? I do not like this. This is way too loud, way too crazy and non uh self-aware blah blah blah. Then when you start to know Heather and you start to understand her um, approach to comedy and you start to understand her performative nature, then everything she does becomes super hilarious and right. awesome. Yes. But in the beginning, it is very, it's, she's like, you know, like a great TV show, you know, like the first six episodes, you're like, this is terrible. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is actually in. really good. That's kind of Heather. That's Heather. It's like, you need to give her a chance, at least for me, to understand her angles, and then she gets really good. But all that being said, I don't think she's always. You know, sometimes she's pretty repellent. You know? I I can't think of an episode that she was on that was not made better by her presence. Right, so, maybe. in the terms of people who have affected the voice of the show, sure, she is far and above totally. the, one of the biggest contributors. Oh yeah, 100%, so hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, all seriousness. Does she listen? Yes. Oh, she's an avid listener. Oh, and what has she said about this? Anything? She, I mean, she has her own thoughts. I'm sure, but. Have you heard them? About uh, which aspect are you asking Just about? Just about us ending. Yeah, she thinks it's terrible. She thinks Aww. it's bad. Heath. So, Heath. so I would Heather, say... I, I've been very impressed by Heather. Yeah, I will she, say that. She, if anyone is... Any outsider has affected the voice of the show significantly. It is her, and I encourage everyone to follow her on Twitter, keep tabs on her comedy career. This is a great Heather thing. Heather got ruthlessly attacked by Delicious Tacos fans after her appearance. Just really mean shit. But I've noticed that if you go in her replies, a lot of those guys have started following her and have completely changed their tune. They deserve each other. Which is what happens every uh, yeah, time. Yeah, they deserve each other. The, the Delicious delicious Tacos is Heather, you know? <laughs> And he's he ha he is personality Heather, you know, and that's what I'm saying. The incels and the Heathers they need to fucking connect. This is what we're last lacking, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. all in all seriousness, we love you, Heather, and we are glad that you contributed so much to the show. And uh, I guess I'll uh, I have a few little bits of trivia that we can end with, and then we'll be done. Oh, sad. Okay. Yeah. Um so I wanted to give a credit to our music composer. The theme song that you hear at the beginning and the end of the show 
that's been there and present for like two years now. Um, that is by a musician named Nate Jasensky. If you go to natejasensky.com, you can look at his stuff. Very talented guy and worked with the very conflicting messages that Isaac and I gave him <laughs> about what our theme song should sound like. That guitar riff was all written by him. Um, and I want to go through our soundboard clips just so everyone knows their origin <laughs> just for fun. Okay. Why not? This one... The, the original. Is the ori- that was the first one. The first what? That was the first clip. Was the very it? first soundboard yeah, it was clip, the first, yes. uh, very first soundboard. It is uh, colloquially referred to as the parade music, but it is actually a song by Van Dyke Parks called Opportunity for Two. Van Dyke Parks <laughs> collaborated with Brian Wilson on the Beach Boys Smile album that was never released. So that came about on air when Isaac and I were picking the theme song and this was my suggestion for what the theme song should sound like <laughs> and it made you laugh because it was so ridiculous <laughs> and then it became our oh here's some crazy s- s- thing that somebody said <laughs> so, good. so here it is give money to van dyke parks <laughs> play it on spotify buy it on apple music and here's lyrics <laughs> it had to be me. It had to be you. That's right. It seemed to be a dream. It happened to be true. Okay. There you uh, go. So Van Dyke Parks and opportunity. Better as without the singing. Yeah, I mean this is. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's the just bad. the best. I'm, one of the saddest pieces is I have to throw away this whole soundboard. Uh, it's you don't, all, don't throw it away. Save it. It's all going away. Um, and then we've got these three, but however, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those all come uh, from the, the Gimlet media episode. Yeah, you the, guys don't deserve me. Get it, people. Those were all Just pulled kidding. from that one. Elliot Roger. Here. That's from his last message. Our boy. Our boy. Oh man. That's good old Elliot. His last message yeah. that he sent before he yeah, killed see, all those well, people. This is the thing. The, the stuff like this is the things we can't say, right? Right. We can't now. Oh, uh, somebody targets me and it's like, they were celebrating Elliot Roger. Yeah. I mean, clearly not. Clearly, we use Elliot right. Roger like, to make fun on. of. It's it's like, dude, I, I understand. Like, it is insensitive. It's insensitive. It's insensitive. But, but, <sighs> fuck, man. It's just you can't do it. You can't do it in this day and age. There, there's just no way to fucking do it. It's there's just no way. Next up is reply off. Reply off. <laughs> we don't. We reply haven't off. used this one. Enough. It's very rare. Um, it's we a it's a real one. one. And then it's so bad. <laughs> reply off. Reply off. Reply off. <laughs> that could you imagine? Say like that person. Like <laughs> that's how you talk. Yeah. <laughs> Your voice is unbearable, what? sir. Blah, blah, this blah, next blah, one, blah. I think everyone knows and loves. One of our attorneys. That's that's our sweater. That sweater that says one of our attorneys. That's in quotes. Kayla Moore, the wife of Roy Moore, who was running for Senate in Alabama during special election. That was her proof that they weren't anti-Semites by (laughs) reminding everyone that one of their attorneys is a Jew. One of our attorneys. We actually discovered. This is another thing we did on. This is what was so great about the show is organically we found these things, and this was another. You found. I not we. 
Well, but we, I mean, we decided on it. Yeah. It wasn't like, I I brought in these sounds to use for anti-Semitism alarms, and that's the one that we came across. Yeah. And in retrospect, it couldn't be anything else. No. One of our attorneys is a Jew. That's the last time, that's the last time you'll ever hear that <laughs> so on the show. It's so good. This one? This is just fucking tiresome. Our boy, yeah, Sam our boy Harris. Sam. We throw that one in there sometimes. You want a daddy to take your panties off? That is from the episode of the same name. You will hear that live and yeah. and made us laugh very hard. Yeah. That's our creepy sex sound. I'm a man. Yeah, I like relatively men. Relatively new one. Pretty new. Always used in gay <laughs> context. That is from Sam Harris being on Joe yeah. Rogan's podcast. Yeah, we've got two Sams. Two Sam Harris. Two Sams. Love the Sam. And that's yeah. it. No, no, no. There's, there's, isn't there one more? No. Nope. That's it's all the sound clips. That's the sound clips. No women. No ladies. Heather had requested we have a sound clip of her, and it was just a matter of discovering what that was. Yeah, I also tried to make one of you, but you vetoed it. I didn't veto it. It was, it was didn't make good. any. It was me saying I should be killed. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you so want to make, good. there's things to make fun of me for, <laughs> yeah. and that wasn't one of them. That was me being <laughs> self-deprecating. <laughs> there, yeah. There's plenty of dumb stuff that I do. Uh, yeah. I know all the dumb stuff that I do. It's got a, but I I don't know that everyone else does. What would what would be a good one? Uh, a good one would be me trailing off in mid sentence. That happens all the time when I'm saying something and then I just lose it and start a new sentence. Very bad habit that I get annoyed mm, by. I never noticed that. Well, I listen to all the episodes multiple times yeah, so really editing know. them, so I know what my bad, what my ticks are. Yeah. So, can we talk about your fashion evolution? You you have become a much better dresser since the beginning of this podcast. I guess. Which cuz remember I used to make fun of you constantly about being a terrible dresser I and think, then you actually got better. I think that was overblown. No, no, that was I'm very, pretty sure very that, real. I'm, very real. I don't know that that very actually real happened. Truth. I don't I don't really agree. <laughs> I think I just dressed normally. This shirt exactly. I'm, shirt I'm wearing is like 10 no, years old. Yeah, that's a good. That's fine. Anyway, I all guess. right. So, how? What if, are you gonna do? You haven't told us what's so, gonna happen. So, as I as I alluded to, I'm going. There will be a new podcast. It's not gonna be like this. That would be weird. It's gonna be like a different vibe. If you want to keep not a huge fan going, I will not be back. More bit focused, and I'll post stuff here if I want to make be your own. Or are you gonna get a new guest? I don't know. You, I don't know that I'm going to have a dedicated co-host. I could see you and Heather doing something. Um, the new show won't have like a dedicated co-host. It'll be more bit focused. Bit It'll, focused. Yeah, Meaning more what? more structured. I think. Bit like a comedy. Yeah, more. Yeah, you are going to be a comedian still. More. We'll, we'll see how it. We'll see how it all pans out. But it it will be not like this. Is the point. I don't want people to come over and be like, oh, it's going to be that. It might be some of that. There might be some politics talk and culture talk, but it'll be a different entity entirely. At least that'll be the goal. We'll see. So stay subscribed to this feed because updates will be posted here. And again, don't feel obligated to follow me. There's no uh, need to if this is what you want. If this is all that you've wanted, fine. But if you want to come along and, and hear some people from the universe in this new endeavor, then uh, I would welcome you. But I'll give more details about that when I post the thing when it's ready. So I'm working on that presently. Nice. We should copyright or somehow trademark the name Not a Huge Fan. Sure. I mean, there's another show called Not a Big Fan. Really? That I've seen, yeah. They started almost exactly the same time as we did. Really? Yeah. Well, fuck that. 
Uh, how can people get in touch with you? Well, I'm done to. with social media forever. Right. So I, they, there is no, not going to be any LinkedIn? Twitter. Yeah, I'll still be on LinkedIn. I am going full madman. That's I am now in advertising only. That's okay. it. That's the only me. There's no more public commentary for me at all. I've given up that part of my life. And now, at least until I'm really rich, I will, you know, if that ever happens, uh, I will not be commenting or, you know, maybe I'll write a thing on Medium here and there, but uh, there's not going to be any politics talking or any um, engagement in that way. And, And honestly, I am so much happier. When I'm not on Twitter, I fucking hate Twitter, mm. and I'm I wish I I'm so glad to never have to tangle with that, and uh, <clears throat> uh, so yeah, there's no Instagram, there's no Twitter. I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I I don't check it, and uh, you know, I think I I'll probably keep it up because I sort of have to, but um, yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, my website is isaacsimpson.com. That will continue to exist and be filled with advertising things. And uh, my LinkedIn, that's it. That's how you get in touch with me. And, you know, you you can message me on Facebook, I guess. Isaac Writer is my Facebook page, and that'll stay there. But, uh, you know, just for career reasons. But But basically, I am now no longer available for uh, public commentary, really. Sadly. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. At least for now. You know, I mean, it's like in in 10 years or, you know, five years or whatever, who knows? You know, I mean, maybe there will be room for that once I can get to a place where I feel really secure. But I, I, I don't have the resources. I, I just don't have the resources to take these risks. I, I don't have it. And if I'm going to try and have kids and stuff, it's just it can't happen. I I just can't put myself in that position. I'm just not that type of person, you know? I I'm not that I, I'm not ready to just die for it in that way. I I'm, I'm just not that kind of person. So if you uh want to pay me to make content for you though, hit me up. <laughs> oh. I'm actually pretty fucking good at it, to be honest. I've won awards, and I am actually really fucking good at it. I, so I, I forgot to mention this. This will be the saddest button ever. Recently, you've been contact. Isaac has been contacting uh, various podcast platforms. Oh yeah, to get featured on, to get our show featured on. The other day, I'm at work, and I get a phone call from a coworker. Oh, and what? I'm like hello and she goes can you pick up it was on speaker she goes can you pick up and i was like oh shit and i pick up and i'm like yes and she goes do you have a podcast what and i was like i do why she goes well i was on spotify and i get the daily recommendations because i listen to a certain number of podcasts and i get this playlist of like other shows you should be interested in and your episode about comedy came up what the fuck so why didn't you tell me this well (laughs) Because this is the perfect moment. <laughs> oh, fuck you. And I've noticed that statistically that episode um, had been getting way higher downloads than which would, would be. Oh, normal. really? About comedy recently? The comedy Civil War one, I think Jesus was. Or no, no, no. It was fuck. the late night one. It was the late night one. The late night one had uh, much higher downloads than, than normal. Oh, the late night. Okay. So 
uh, on Spotify. That was getting just dumped into Spotify. Oh, what the hell? Dude, why do you wait to tell me all this shit until the last what fucking sh- episode? <laughs> I mean, what is going to change your mind? No. This is... So this... Because oh, this story has a tragic ending and, the, and that the it's ending... It's not a tragic ending. The, the ending is that... We're, we're not ver- dead. We were very close. We're that's, not dead. That's the ending. But Very close to what? Very close to reaching the next level. Okay. What would the next level be? Well, that, I mean, bullshit, but at least yeah. what, something. What is the next level? You N- tell me what the next nothing level Nothing that makes a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, right. But if you guys <laughs> would like to- I mean, how many how many more did it get us? Like a lot more? Is it like the most listened episode ever? Or no? no, not yet. No. Not but, yet, but you think it will be. I don't know. I when don't... did that happen when she got it re- recommended? Uh, a week or two ago. This is fairly recent. And so did it make a big impact? I mean, not a huge one. Not as much but as you would want. I yeah. could tell that that episode was getting weird downloads. Any- well, listen, listen, listen. All the fucking better. You know what I mean? All the fucking better. Because this is what real people go through. And the people who host this podcast are real fucking people. We're not celebrities we're not people who have tons of pr money resources behind us we're people who have real fucking concerns which is why this podcast is so good and and you know what yeah we've gotten to certain places we've gotten close we've gotten blah 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 and it's not necessarily over forever if we can find a way to make this work in some way that's not gonna fucking kill me and destroy my career and family and ability to make money, then fine, let's fucking do it. But for the moment, unfortunately, the way that the system has been set up is that somebody like me, who does not come from any fucking resources, is betrothed, that's not a word, but betrothed betrothed to a system in which I can't say certain things without putting myself and my family at risk. And that's just the fucking way it is. So until that barrier is removed, I don't know. I don't have any other choice. I, there's there's no other fucking choice to make. The, because as you're seeing, what are all these people writing in saying? Oh, I've heard your alt right podcast. Is this? You know, it takes one fucking phone call of somebody telling my ultra liberal boss that I'm all right. It, I'm done. I'm toast. Right. In this town in L.A., I have no chance. So that's the fucking way it is. And and the story is not over. The drama is only increased because of this happening. So <laughs> that's what I was saying. I, I get if you want to follow me on social media <laughs> okay. uh at Funzaroni everywhere. Are you gonna keep it going? What? Twitter and everything. Yeah, I mean I don't yeah, really stay. Follow Charles. Follow, follow what's happening next. I'm sure I'll make an appearance at some point. Yeah. The, <laughs> the new show will be fun. It'll be... Do you have a name? It'll be sillier. Um, that will be discussed at a later time. Okay. <laughs> okay. What was, that, what was the last point? Oh, the last point I was going to make, we talked about this in the previous episode. The penultimate episode was our one about people grifting. But at the beginning, we talked about the Dutch newspaper article, the right. Volksgrant. Yep. And the thing that I think is important for everyone to know is that when it's a meritocratic situation, which it is in a Dutch newspaper, they don't have to curry favor with these fucking podcasts. Yeah. They described us as equivalent to the best podcasts of the year. And that is what all of you guys who listened, who caught on should know. 
is that you found and you became fans of a show that was extremely good. And we are extremely proud of that and quite happy that you came along and did this. So yep. thank you to all of our listeners. <laughs> we appreciate you. And I don't know. We'll see you around. See you around. Bye, friends. Bye. Uh.